0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the same studio, Shime Time. Three, two, one.
1: It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike
0: Mutnanski. My right, four hours of hanging out wasn't enough. Now i got to do a stupid podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, we do. But I'm excited. It's fun. It's fun to actually be in the same studio as you for... Like
0: the first time ever. Well, it'll be easy to post. We're all here. You don't have to do a lot of work. You don't connect to at home. We are good. Yeah, it makes it nice and easy on me. I'm not mad about it. Uh, how, do, how do you think things went today on the Greg Hill Show? I think everything went swimmingly. I think it flew by. Uh, the four hours felt like one. Which, by the way, is the key. When someone's filling in for your show and it goes by fast, that's kind of the key. It is Greg vacation
1: Hill. season. That is exactly what yes. I uh, my, yes. my meter for how well a show goes is how fast it goes. And today flew by excellent discussion all the way around. Got some baseball, got some basketball,
0: got some football. I loved it. I know you wanted more Vax talk and like oh, mandates definitely. talk. I wasn't willing to go there. And you want to do four hours on vaccination stuff. I'm just not, I'm not committed to that like you are. Sean. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I understand that. I appreciate that about you, Mutt. And I'm glad you stuck to your morals. All
0: right. So a uh, quick recap of the Red Sox. Uh, I fell a hit short on my total bases. So now we are, or we went one and two in the Toronto series on total base bets. That was a loser. I totally forget what your bet was, Christian.
1: Uh, my bet was over four and a half strikeouts for one Nick Pavetta. Oh, yeah, you made like exactly, minus 900. To no, no, it was minus 145. Oh, it was gotcha. just a little bit of juice. Uh, but he hit it, and that's what matters.
0: Uh, no Red Sox baseball today, so you got lots of baseball betting that's out there. A lot of people have baseball content. I'm going to have none because my prep was all for doing a four-hour radio show this morning, <laughs> and there's no gambling tied into it at all. However, however, we teased this yesterday. So, This came up in the Mac Jones discussion of his MVP. We talked about it today on your show. I think Mac Jones at 60-1 to is a terrible bet for MVP. I don't think he's going to be in the conversation at all. It's less about Mac Jones, more about his team. But the odds are out there right now, and I had said sort of in passing to you the other day, there are some guys that I find interesting, and you unprovoked said, I have an NFL MVP bet I want to talk about. Well, with no Red Sox game and no podcast tomorrow, Telling you right now, we'll be back on Saturday. We're taking tomorrow off. Um, you are ready to debut on the final day of June 2022. Shimes early NFL MVP bet, and you're gonna back it up with a thesis on why it's worthy of a bet. Yes. So I'm gonna get out of the way. I will let you monologue and then I'll react to it. I have no idea what you're gonna say. I hope it's not Mac Jones. It's not. So I can I can assure you it's not Mac Jones. Tell the people want to know, I want to know. Who's the early, end of June, shine time, NFL MVP thought? So here it is. I'm going to lay it out for you. He's 20-1, to
1: 1, um, and he's actually been an MVP before. So I might give it away. I know who it is now, but keep going. Yep, exactly. But so uh, last season, he was dealing with injuries, not just himself, but his entire
0: team. Yep. They didn't make the playoffs. Which means that there's a ton of room for growth year to year. And some narrative of, hey, they were in the playoffs last year. This quarterback brought them back to the playoffs. But go ahead. Bingo.
1: And that guy would be my guy. He is an original SHIME guy. Sure. A is. guy I won on a bet to win MVP years ago at 50 to 1. That would be Lamar Jackson. And. I think I think one of the things you have going for you is Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, both also twenty to one, are far more popular picks. I think to win MVP this year than a guy like Lamar Jackson. A lot of people are down on Lamar Jackson after what happened last year and after the trading of um, Hollywood Brown. Yep. But I think ultimately what Baltimore is setting up is that they're going to get back to running the football. I mean, people don't realize or remember that they lost their three starting running backs. In the offseason last, in the, in the preseason, nobody's last year, running the
0: ball last year. For they,
1: them. I mean, they lost, they lost Gus the Bus, they lost Justice Gus Hill, Bus. and they lost J.K. Dobbins. So now Dobbins will be back. They also brought in Mike Davis to help, at least just have some veteran presence. That's old yes, reliable. Yes, he really helped in Atlanta last he's year. He's not very really good. Really helped. He got he's,
0: usurped by Cordell Patterson his first week there. He was great.
1: He's not very good, but he's there. Ultimately, the idea is, is that they're getting players back, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So Baltimore, as a team, will be better this year. They weren't a playoff team that last year. I am planning on betting their team total over and that they make the playoffs this year. Uh, I think Baltimore has a massive step forward. And statistically, before Lamar got hurt... He was playing almost as well as he played in the MVP season outside of throwing more interceptions. He was throwing almost equally amount of touchdowns, yards, and rushing yards. The other thing that he didn't really have going for him last year was the rushing touchdowns. He just wasn't converting. But again, he's due for positive regression in that that category. And so ultimately, I think Lamar Jackson... Is becoming underrated at this moment just because so many people were, are down on Baltimore for some reason after what happened last year, not recognizing the amount of injuries that team suffered.
0: So the narrative part, I buy into. Um, I buy into the fact that he probably should be a better price than twenty. I mean, a, low, uh, a lesser price. I think twenty to pri- twenty to one's a fair value. Where I get caught up when you bring up Lamar Jackson is just two things. One. How much are they going to let him rush? Because I don't think he's throwing for forty five hundred yards passing. No, I agree. I think he would have to win in the MVP. He would have to be let loose and free to rush for close to you know eight hundred, nine hundred yards somewhere in there, and additionally seven, eight, nine, ten rushing touchdowns. So if they're if they're gonna, I think with these younger with these fast quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks, as they get older, those rushing numbers go down. So. I don't know if he's gonna be able to put up basically the stats, John. The narrative thing I buy into, they're gonna be a playoff team or a contender this year, certainly more than they were a year ago. Can he put up the video game Tecmo Super Bowl Madden numbers to compete with Mahomes, Allen? I think Derek Carr is gonna have a huge offensive year, a first year under Josh McDaniels. Matt Stafford still has a lot of talent around him. They've brought in Allen Robinson. Like, there are so many other quarterbacks gonna put up video game numbers. For Lamar to be in the conversation. He's going to have to do that. Are you confident he can put up a combination of rushing and passing video game numbers, or in your world, he doesn't have to do that to win? Like that, That's why I get a little bit tripped up with the thesis here. So, I
1: think Lamar Jackson absolutely will be far more involved in the rushing game this year. Okay. I mean, so last year, uh, on a per-carry basis, he was running for more yards than he had ever done. He's only 25 years old, so he's not really old. I understand your, your argument of as quarterbacks get older, they get slower, blah, blah, blah. Lamar only—people don't understand. He came into the league at 21 years old. He's only 25. Um, he was averaging 9.3—what uh, was it? I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong number. But even still, uh, he was averaging 64 yards per game last year, and only 12 games had 767 yards. To think he goes back over 1,000 for not the second time in his career, but now the third Third time time in his career, would be, I think, extremely likely. I think he falls somewhere in between that 2020-2019 season in terms of rushing yards, which is between 1,000 and 1,200. So assuming, I'm thinking he gets somewhere around 1,100. Mutt, do you know how many running backs last year had over 1,100 yards rushing? I don't know. It was five. If if Lamar Jackson is in the top seven rushing yards leaders, I think on top of throwing for over 3,500 yards and somewhere close to 30 touchdowns, I think immediately puts him right towards the top of the MVP conversation again. And I think that's all it takes. So
0: just for the record, he was his yards per carry were way down last year. They were over six, the six nine, six three the two years prior. It was under six yards per carry. This past year, the rushing touchdowns also way down seven, seven, and then just two last year. So you already said on the record, he's got to rush for more touchdowns, which I agree with his, his MVP year in 2019 was 36 TDs, only nine picks. And on top of that, the 1200 yards rushing, like that to me is sort of around what he'd have to do. And I I don't know if he's capable of doing it with that offense. Like I, I, maybe I'm misremembering. So they traded Hollywood Brown. Correct. He still has Mark Andrews. Yep. He Rashad had, Bateman Rashad, is now a second year Bateman's player. Bateman's a second year guy, like Devin Duvernay, some other I don't even know if he's still like does he have the cast around him to put up close to forty touchdown passes and then also rush for a hundred thousand yards? That I love the twenty to one I like, but making the case he's gonna put up those two thousand nineteen numbers again are similar when we have now Allen who's better than he was in nineteen, Mahomes still has loaded offense. Other guys are going to be, uh, you know, they, teams pass the ball more, even more than they did a couple years ago. Yeah. So I, I like what you're saying. I like 20 to 1. I don't know if the video game numbers will be there for them this year. Yeah. That's I, where I get tripped up. I
1: get that. And I don't that's think quarterback
0: fair. wins get it. I don't think they, we're beyond the point where quarterback wins get you an MVP. You have to win. And then put up the video game stats too. Sure.
1: And and I think ultimately, in my opinion, the one thing that's gonna hold Lamar back coming into next season is the interception number, right? He had he only had yep. sixteen touchdowns, thirteen interceptions passing only last had nine year. Nine
0: picks that MVP year. Holy he crap, had, that's good.
1: He had six picks that MVP year. The oh, following, year, not, oh, what, the following
0: year he had nine.
1: Woo! So like if he throws for under ten picks and anywhere close to thirty touchdowns, if he throws thirty touchdowns and say nine interceptions and has over thirty five hundred or over three thousand wow. yards passing wow. on top of the 1,100 yards rushing, I think that's when Lamar becomes an MVP candidate, right? It's going to be really hard. Like you said, it's a passing league. You know Josh Allen, Justin Herbert are going to have 4,500-plus yards this year, especially in a
0: 17-game season. Oh, yeah. You just know that that's Good going to point. happen. point. Yeah, the numbers are going to be even higher. In Fred, and way, and
1: yeah. so, ultimately, I, I think Lamar's goal needs to be reducing interceptions and Increasing the touchdown number yardage wise, I'm not concerned in the least bit about him getting the total yards necessary, right? 3,500 yards passing and 1,100 yards rushing puts him right in that total yardage area of your Pat Mahomes, your Justin Herbert, your Josh Allen. And ultimately, it'll come down to the touchdown-interception ratio. And I think that is the key in this discussion. I think he can. He has the ability to be better throwing touchdowns uh, and less interceptions. I think Mark Andrews you're going to see have an even bigger well, I mean, impact this
0: year so after a massive year last year. He was awesome. I think there's an argument to be made he's the best tight end in football. Agreed. Like I think he's better. Given his age, he's better than Kelsey right now. Uh, and I, again, different debate, different show. We get all of July yeah. to rank tight ends in the NFL. But – on the heels of what you're saying, if you believe that, you should be drafting Mark Andrews first in all your fantasy stuff, all your best Oh I mean, yes, Lamar Lamar can't have the year you're talking about, Shime, without Mark Andrews being awesome because it's Bateman, it's Duvernay, it's Tylon Wallace, it's Jalen Moore, Slade Bolden, the kid from Alabama. Yep, Shamar Bridges, like they're just the wide receiver score is not good, but I think no that also talent. Andrews is gonna be. Boy, I'm glad we talked about this because I want to move him up my best ball rankings here in the next month because you're right. If he goes off, it's going to be the benefit to Mark Andrews. When you talk about narratives,
1: though, I think that almost helps Lamar because if he does have those video game numbers, it's like, well, he's doing it with nobody. He's doing it with just Mark Andrews. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so so to think – and that's why I think, like, to Pat Mahomes' credit this year, if he puts up stupid numbers this year with only Travis Kelsey and then pulls Juju from the depths of hell – and makes Mecole Hardman finally into something without Tyreek Hill, like Pat Mahomes is going to have a really good argument as well. Um. So so that's one of the things. I think that the almost lack of talent in some ways can help Lamar because I think this team is good enough to get wins, and then if he continues to put up the video game-style numbers uh, from the rushing game and then throws for close to 3,500 yards, I think Lamar has a really good shot.
0: I guess while we're on this on this baseball-free edition of the Beckql Boston podcast, um, I should go and look at uh, the Baltimore Ravens win total. Since if you're high on Lamar, going, winning the MVP. Right now. I'm sc- I mean, I'm just scrolling on on DK right now. I apologize. They wish to do it just in alphabetical order. Uh, ooh, nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm going juiced, over.
0: Juiced up to minus one fifty. Yeah,
1: that's the though. tough part though. Like, I, I need that number yeah. to bump up to ten and a half, and I'd still go over. I think Baltimore wins that division. I think Cleveland is going to be in disarray with the whole Deshaun Watson issue. I think Pittsburgh, although they'll be competitive, won't be great because Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Kenny Pickett, does not do it for me.
0: I like Pittsburgh a little bit this year. It's like a fun. I mean, that, yeah, it's
1: like a fun team. Like I think they'll be an over team. I'll be, they'll be frisky, and and then frisky. and then and then you have the Bengals, who everybody's going to be high on because they were just in the AFC Championship game
0: last year. But I, to your point, okay, so right now. To make the playoffs, don't you not don't look at the well, odds. I had it wrong okay?
1: since he dominated. Okay, well, but go
0: back. There, you can,
1: I can edit. It's your that podcast. You yeah, I can edit that out.
0: Um, to your point about the Ravens and, and Bengals here, just one thing. So the market agrees with you, by the way. The Ravens are minus one fifty to be a playoff team this year. The Bengals are only minus one thirty five. So there is at least oh, some wow. thought of the Super Bowl hangover affecting ball, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Ravens taking advantage. So I mean. If you're on Lamar for the MVP at twenty to one, my guess is you're also in on a bunch of these season-long things for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yes, yes I am. And I'm gonna wait uh closer to the season, they'll release some like player prop futures. So like total they sure receiving they yards. Sure will. And so when I see that Mark Andrews receiving yards number or uh, if there, if you can find, I know they, they generally will do like to lead the league in receiving yards, but if you can find to lead tight ends in receiving yards, I am going to invest heavily in Mark Andrews this year.
0: Um, does it make any, well, you're getting 20 to one to win the MVPs 25 to one Lamar Jackson. to be offensive player of the year. There's no, is there a scenario where he wins? I don't offensive think there's a play. So to win offensive player of the year, not MVP, They'd be a defensive player one MVP. Yeah, I think if you're yeah, looking I'd at offensive play player one. of
1: the year, yeah, yeah. like you're better off betting Mark Andrews because you're just going to get a ridiculous value. <laughs> but uh, I think when it comes to MVP, I think I think Lamar is my favorite. Like I, I I think for the exact same reasons I really like Lamar, I also really like Jalen Hurts. The Eagles have done a very good job of acquiring talent around him, getting AJ Brown, Devonte Smith is now a second year receiver. You saw what a guy like Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen in his third year. This is now Jalen Hurts' his third year. This is his make-it-or-break-it year. He was a playoff team last year. Um, I actually really like what the Eagles have done this offseason. They kind of secured up the offensive line a little bit uh, on top of adding A.J. Brown. And so I really like Hurts, but I also feel like the public in general is higher on Hurts, yeah. and so that's why I lean more towards Lamar uh, than
0: Jalen Hurts. I'm trying to find, as you were talking about, the Mark, the Mark Andrews Offensive Player of the Year number, which I'm sure is listed here. Or something they've got. They have so many options for you. Uh, I did see your, Rashad Bateman's 150 to one. Uh,
1: Mark Andrews is 70 to one to win Offensive Player of the Year.
2: I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed, and host of the podcast We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife Abby, my sister Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things in Odyssey podcast. Available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.
0: If he, in a world, okay, I don't think it's likely, but say Lamar has his 36 touchdowns again. If eighteen of those are Mark Andrews and he sets like a receiving record at tight end for touchdowns, seventy to one is going to look like a gift. Yeah, just pointing I Just saying, I don't. If you don't love Bateman or Duvernay and you think he's going to have to throw him to somebody, I don't hate it because uh, certainly more, I like better the than year. Mac Jones MVP bet.
1: I love betting position players for Offensive Player of the Year, like skill players, because over quarter. Yes, yes, yes. It yes, is yes, the yes, non-quarterback yes. MVP award. Yeah. MVP right. always goes to the quarterback, and then the Offensive Player of the Year will go to the best offensive player of the year.
0: All right, so I can I say I like it. I don't love it.
1: Yep, that's you're allowed to again. But you've opened up June. a conversation
0: about the Ravens. Yes,
1: I, I really like the Baltimore Ravens this year. I think they are extremely underrated. Um, clearly, Vegas seems to be in the same headspace. Yeah, as nine I and a half's
0: an total, total. It's getting buried and it's the, juiced. Oh, to playoff do. total to be, be the playoffs. They have, I mean, better odds technically than say the Bengals. Yeah, I think you and Vegas are on the same page here. Yeah, I, I, you guys I, are I, sharing DMs and text messages. Look at that. So there you go. As we're doing the show, I'm looking at poor John Anderson, <laughs> who's doing the Gresham Keith show. He he misses us. Yeah. He misses this oh, show
1: desperately. You have to work with him tomorrow. So
0: I do. Oh, I thought he was off. My I, oh, he I, might be off. I That's agreed right. to work with Gresham Keith because I Anderson was told off, off
1: and Gresh is off. That's right. Oh, okay. He's he's already. Oh, so you vacation. get to work with Billy and Nick. He's there in
0: vacation mode. Look at him. Oh yeah, the Nash hat on. Just thinking. He's swiping. He's swiping right right now. On Tinder, (laughs) Uh, check us out on Twitter, folks. If you're listening to the podcast right now, BeckQL Boston. You can also follow the podcast, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Uh, We are taking tomorrow off, Shine, because there's just no, there's no timing to make it work. We're being honest. By the time we record, the Red Sox games would have started. Yep, you're going to be on the air till ten. I'm on the air at ten, unless we did a five thirty a.m. podcast, which I'm not willing to commit to tomorrow. I love you, mean it. Not going to do it. We're taking tomorrow off. We come back Saturday. We do some Red Sox. We do some round three of the John Deere, which I have not even looked at. This, this is how little I'm invested in golf. Yeah. Normally, by this point on Friday or Thursday, I have the Watch ESPN app up. I'm following 10 different DraftKings teams, 40 underdog teams that I've drafted. I have not looked at leaderboard once.
1: There are five players tied at three under currently. Nick Lashley, one of uh, Hannibal's best bets, all is in oh, the, the league. Oh, I about that. By
0: the way, he was the highest owned DraftKings golfer. in no, the he Yes, he was. That's unbelievable. I saw it from uh, one of the golf guys oh, I follow. God. With Nick Lashley. I yes, don't think that's number a good one. thing. That's probably not good. Let me just I, I'm not. People don't care. You can find that information on your own. So, we'll take tomorrow off. We're back on Saturday for sure. Can't wait. For the rest of the holiday weekend, I'm not making any guarantees. Mm. But Saturday morning, we have golf. We have Red Sox baseball. And lots of other stuff. Including Tales of Shine was going to go golfing today. I'm being yes. told. I'm
1: going golfing today and tomorrow.
0: Where are you guys playing tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we're playing Wayland Country Club. Ooh, is you and Dad and brother again?
1: Uh, no, it's actually me and a couple buddies. A buddy of mine. Uh, oh, hey,
0: Wayland. Ah, oh, get the get the marshals out there. I like a couple of twisted tees. You never know.
1: Might dabble in some twees. Maybe just some uh, some light beers. Who knows?
0: Okay. Well, we'll be talking. It's going to be hot. a hot one out there. It's so. going to be hot. As Shine was saying all day today, loves get you sunshine with the weather. You're very happy when you talk about the weather on the Greg Hills. I'm
1: sunshine. That's what it is. Oh, boy.
0: And on that note, folks, we say enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We are back on Saturday morning, Chris Shine, We'll talk to you then.
2: Can't wait Mutt. See you then. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly